So welcome to this 15 minute of experience. Today I'm with Blaine Vernicek from US, I think. And uh, welcome, Blaine. Hey, thank you for having me. So uh, today we talk about your experience as a photographer, but not only as a human in this case. And uh, before to start, I want to ask you to introduce a bit of yourself, then we can go through your picture. Um, yeah, hi, my name's Blaine Vernicek. Um, I'm born in the Florida Keys. Uh, it's a chain of islands off of the tip of Florida here in the United States. Um, I, used to, um, I used to work with my father for a number of years uh, at, at the radio station and making, uh, making online videos and uh, documentaries. Uh, but for the last two years, I've been in a uh, concrete construction. So that's, that's mainly what I do right now. Yeah, that's really, really cool. And, uh, and I can hear a bit of your experience in the radio because, uh, yeah, you're the first person has no problem to talk in, in a podcast, uh, until now, after hundreds of people had, uh, this first experience. <laughs> So uh, today I want to talk with you about, first of all, uh, some of the experience you have as a photographer in this case, even if you do it the photographer, I think uh, in an amateur way, you know? Yeah, my experience in photography, I mean, um, growing up as a kid, my dad would always, you know, give me, uh, give me cameras. It started with, you know, some plastic cameras. Maybe it came with like a little science kit, like a, like a microscope or like a telescope. And it came with a little plastic camera. And, um, and then I always, I always like to have, have a little camera. And for a while it was, you know, digital cameras because they were cheap and they were around. Um, but then there was uh, definitely a big, a big transition where people started shooting digital and they put their film cameras down and, um, I decided I wanted to pick them back up again. You know, I wanted to, yeah. I wanted to keep using, using these cameras that people were leaving around because some of them were really nice, really nice gear. And it was sad to see them sitting around in the closet. So tell me which, which, uh, I mean, you have many cameras as I can see, yeah. but tell me, uh, I don't know the three, your favorite cameras that you will never change in your life. Never change in my life. Yeah. Um, i really yeah that's tough that's tough that's a very yeah. tough question um i really i really like my lomo lca i mean if i had to have a camera on me every day it would probably be my lomography either my lca plus or my my lc wide i really like the wide angle lens on that camera uh but the two other cameras that i really that i like to do what i imagine work photography work with is i like my mamiya c33 I really enjoy working with that camera and uh, my Nikon F3 with That's all my, uh, yeah, with all my accessories, all the different viewfinders, the different lenses, the bellows, the, I used to use the motor drive for a while, but um, yeah, I like all those accessories on that camera. So you, you mentioned three 
different kind of camera. Uh, the mm. first uh, Lomo is, uh, I think, a camera that you can bring everywhere and uh, shoot everything. Uh, and it's a bit, yeah, uh, even uh, for fun, is uh, really versatile. And uh, so uh, what I want to do it with you today, it's uh, asking you, okay, uh, do you remember some moment you shoot it with the Lomo? uh that uh, remain in your mind uh, and uh, we want to talk about today okay i mean maybe maybe it didn't start with the lca to begin with uh probably the first lomography camera that i found was a smina symbol okay uh, you know and that was my first experience you know using using a compact mostly plastic camera that had uh the zone system for focusing that was new for me uh, you know, I had seen Lomography cameras on the internet, but uh, it, it was it took me a long time before I could really work up to buying buying an LCA or, or buying my own Lomography camera. The the Smina I found in a junk shop. I found it just going into a thrift store, and supposedly this this old woman that she would bring them over, and that's that's that was my first experience with Lomography and using that zone system to kind of you know to anticipate distance you know to learn how to measure the distance and focus you know without necessarily using an slr right yeah. using like the like like the nikon f3 and having different focusing screens and having all that assistance that learning learning to shoot with the lomography camera really gave me the freedom to shoot yeah you know it, it gave me it gave me the skills that i needed to learn to be able to just to just shoot photography without thinking about exposure too much or thinking about focus too much. Yeah, yeah, I totally understand because I use still uh, Minox 35ML and uh, it's totally manual. I mean, uh, the diaphragm and um, so aperture uh, speed and focus are totally manual and you cannot check that. I mean, you have to just check the number of uh, of the distance. And uh, yeah, if you did good, good. If you didn't good, it, uh, it's uh, you take like that. And uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, in your uh, log Lomography profile, there are really thousand, 90,000 of pictures. Uh, so I can imagine yeah. how much, how much uh, you, you could spend on, on it, uh, how much time, uh, money and uh, energy mm. on, mm. on on the wall work and i think it's uh, really interesting uh, the approach you have in photography because it's uh, it's regarding uh, everything you know and um, i can understand there is a big big collection of moment uh, moment about your private life moment about what uh, uh, is around your eyes uh, there is yeah. a bit uh, a bit everything i can say and everything for yeah. me it's, uh, it's um, really interesting in the same way it's, uh, I appreciate a lot because most of the time uh, uh, people, especially today, uh, tend to post uh, and or to publish uh, just uh, some selection of pictures uh, mm -hmm. and uh, you never have the reality to, to observe uh, what are also the mistakes that sometimes uh, make the work of someone unique. And uh, this is something I really appreciate to watch in uh, your page on Lomography. And uh, I've seen that you have a bunch of um, miniatures of, uh, I can understand that they are Gundam or, yeah, I think they are <laughs> yeah, Gundam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My other, my other hobbies show up, yeah. 
Um, it's really cool, you know, that, uh, I mean, it's not related to Gundam, to Gundam but uh, actually Lego uh, is doing a, a competition uh, with the prize and money uh, for the most inventive um, and creative uh, picture really? uh, can represent Lego. I mean, if you know, if you don't know that, I will. Uh, there's for there's, sure, there's uh, lots of yeah. There's there's lots of contests, and I guess that's really where lomography played a pretty strong part in in growing my photography. I mean, because I was definitely taking pictures. You know, I was putting them on Flickr. I was putting them on my Facebook. I was doing things with them, but I I really nothing was really happening with it. Right? It was it was mostly for myself, maybe for my friends but it wasn't it wasn't going anywhere you know i mean i wasn't i wasn't concerned about getting more likes or getting more comments or anything like that but yeah it's clearly it's clearly that you do it for yourself totally clear so uh as i said um everything uh, i see it's uh, it's totally uh about yourself and uh, uh yeah it's uh it's totally clear that you don't do it that uh, to getting comment likes and blah blah it's uh it's we can say uh in that way it's more uh the old school way you know just archiving images that you should normally every day just because you like to do it that stop and uh, yes. i think is uh, i think is the the best way because there are there is no expectation about what can come after that uh, but uh, I would also say that uh, um, having this uh, big archive of uh, pictures and collections of many different moments, uh, sometimes uh, even if you shoot your friends, no, uh, mm -hmm. and you have, uh, uh, during the many years, uh, the evolution also of them life, your approach with them, them problem, yes. them happiness, uh, in a way or another, you are collecting, uh, uh, we can say, project. And uh, mm -hmm. uh, what I learned as a curator in photography that uh, uh, this is what uh, in, in the end make the real differences. Uh, I mean, photographer that we remember are the photographer they um, closed the project, not the one they have millions of followers, but the one they have uh, uh, made uh, probably a work for 20 years uh, without knowing anyone in this, uh, in this uh, topic. And then after 20 years, they came up with the two, three books uh, that they made successful. And uh, yeah, in, in the end, uh, it's they did it because they, they love it, what they mm -hmm. do. And uh, yeah, the point is this, is, uh, is uh, yeah, today we are probably used to, to publish also uh, on social network picture of uh, our relationship or uh, our love. But uh, the point is, we cannot sit there only publishing the the mm -hmm. beautiful moment uh, with our um, girlfriend. We can say in this case, uh, yeah. but uh, probably more uh, uh, focusing on the relation. And mm -hmm. uh, in this case, you focused on uh, uh, just the love to doing what you do. And uh, for me, this is the top. And uh, what I want to ask you. Uh, it's um, we can say photography in a way helped you to watch the world in a also different way to get in touch with the world and learn from the world. Yeah, it, it definitely, definitely the lomography um, helped help open that up to me too. Where you know I was getting 
frustrated with photography because I, I didn't want to, I didn't go to school. I didn't take classes. You know, maybe I read, maybe I would read some books, but once I was able to onto that website, there were a lot of resources and a lot of different people to connect with from all over the world that I didn't have an opportunity before. And uh, on Lomography, just uh, this is the, another curiosity from yes, my yeah. side. Uh, did you got in touch with other people? Did you ever made swapping or I don't know? Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. I do. I sometimes. Yeah, I sometimes do film swaps. Um, I really like the Lomography contests. You know, that's been a great outlet. I've, you know, won some prizes from that that were pretty cool. And um, uh, yeah, there's some of the some of the community. Uh, one of one of the other Lomographers that I know you've interviewed. Um, you know, she she encouraged me to to go ahead and do this interview, too. Uh, so I'd say, yeah, I really like the friends that I've made on there. Some of them have even come to the keys and visit me before too. So it's more, it's more than just, more than just what I do online. I, I think Lamarcky's become kind of a part of my life. And uh, have you ever met someone that uh, you, you, you encounter on uh, Lomography? Yeah. Um, one of my friends, C-Smart, I mean, he came down from Wisconsin. He stayed here. Um, Andre's another good photographer too. He's from... I don't know, he's from somewhere in Europe, but he happened yeah. to be down here in the Keys shooting some stuff. And he came by the studio when I was still at the radio station. He got to he got to see what I do on my end. He got to see my little dark room I used to have. Um, really, 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 really cool that. Uh, so I want to ask you uh, uh, that you think there is something in the world of photography is missed. And if uh, it's like that, what is? What do you think could uh, make uh, the difference is uh, also in, the, in this world? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You'll have, to, you'll have to rephrase that to me again. Yeah, it's it. What is it, uh, what is it about uh, photography? What, what uh, I'm asking you, it's uh, uh, if there is something you think will definitely change uh, the world of photography and uh, I mean, something is missed in this, uh, in this world. Wow. One of my things missing from photography. I mean, there's definitely a lot of creative people out there who have a lot to say, um, you know, and for me, photography isn't just about making a photo it is about saying something too you know in the united states photography is protected by freedom of speech and i know from listening to some of your other podcasts that photography is very different from country to country not just culturally but you have different laws too in different places yeah. that you know i listen i listen to your podcast and i say oh wow that's I, I don't think that it's necessarily wrong i understand that you know the laws protect people but um yeah, there's some a, there's people some there there are some people out there who need the tools and need the skills to say the things that they need to say and i think that's that's maybe that's what's what's still missing from photography in general that there's it's a language that not everybody understands yeah this is totally uh, a language uh, that uh, is full of an alphabet <laughs> and uh, and uh, it's this is uh, for me also a, a weird part because uh, we are in the 2021. We use the images every day, and uh, we don't know uh, what how to read the images. And I think uh, what also ride me to doing this project is uh, to let understand that probably 
it's uh, one uh, of the things we have probably to introduce more inside of our system of education. I think, yeah, I mean, in US, US uh, there is already, uh, as I know, uh, almost every uh, school has a dark room, blah, blah, so, or at the hot dark room. We can say some some schools. Yeah, some yeah. school we can say some they school. had uh, not the school but, I went to. <laughs> but in, in Europe, uh, look uh, in Europe, it's uh, it's really. I mean, I never saw a school with darkroom. Never, mm -hmm. I never knows about school with the darkroom, or I never knows a school uh, talk about photography. I mean, it's uh, probably uh, in US uh, more useful um, to talk about photography also because it's part of the of the evolution of the country. You know, the movie, the the film is something is was really developed mm -hmm. in there. Also used from the political uh, part uh, when. Um, uh, there was the period of uh, uh, also the, the research of the sociology, uh, but in Europe uh, uh, we probably relate a lot of, to the history of art, so critical art, uh, more about these aesthetics of um, the Middle Age, but not a lot about uh, uh, the actual uh, uh, visual images. And uh, I think, yeah, this is something probably uh, will uh, help, uh, not uh, uh, a kind of, you know, omitted uh, or technique to understand what is photography, but more uh, to let uh, um, use the the, um, the tool in the, mm. in schools, I mean, generally in the education, to also understand how we express ourselves and in which way others perceive ourselves. And in which way we perceive the world, and I think it's uh, it's something. If uh, every I mean, now I want to quote a friend that wrote uh, recently on Facebook that if everyone will do it three picture per days and watching at okay. them, I mean it's something yeah, that yeah. everyone do it, but yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, with the, an analog camera, not with the phone. Uh, mm -hmm. that probably the world will be uh, a better place. You always say, if mm -hmm. someone doing a, a film role <laughs> per day, the world yeah. will be a better place. <laughs> oh, that'd be, an, that'd be expensive to do every day. Yeah, and, and this <laughs> yeah. is the point. This is also the point. It's, uh, it's uh, uh, unbelievable that film costs really uh, a lot today. It, it, that, was, that, was a big, that was a big part of you know, figuring out like, how, how can I shoot every day? You know, if I'm going to be an everyday shooter, how am I going to afford to shoot every day? Or what am I going to shoot with to shoot every day? What film stock, what chemicals and what camera? And, uh, you know, I had to, I, I had to come up with my own methods. You know, I shot a lot of, I shot a lot of expired film because I could shoot it for $2 and 50 cents a roll. And now and now I look online and I see a roll is four dollars and fifty cents. I mean, oh, it changes things. It changes things. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, here in Europe, uh, it's it's totally difficult to find a, a roll cost less than seven bucks. So it's it's something it's something really uh, incredible. And uh, this is after the pandemic is impossible mm -hmm. to find the Kodak Color Plus. I mean, mm -hmm. really after when when started the pandemic, I didn't find any more a Kodak Color Plus. It's like uh, I don't know, you know, this uh, uh, scene in the movie where people go in the in the shop and they take everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's really, I mean, here in Berlin, uh, 
if you want to shoot with the film and with the uh, cheap film, you have to go every day in the shop in three, four, five different shop and check if they have a new film there. And uh, when they have a new film, you have to take all the package because you will never find anymore. <laughs> everything, everything I work with right now, Emilio, is is yes, one. I'm in a meeting right now. So, uh, I thank you yeah. a lot for your time, Blaine. And, oh, I know. Uh, okay. And, uh, uh, yeah, if anyone wants to see the work of Blaine, yeah, the, the, the link is in the description. And for me, it was really nice to meet you. It was really uh, nice to talk with you because there was everything on the floor. And uh, I hope that uh, we can collaborate more in the near future. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on, Emilio, and uh, I look forward to seeing uh, more of what you're doing with, uh, with, with Bex. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for listening to this podcast, and if you want to learn more about us, you can visit the link allmylinks.com, Berlin Explorer, or our website, bxproject.com. And if you want to follow us, you can always get news from Instagram on our account, bxproject. Thank you again, and see you in the next episode.